Hi, I'm Daniel Torres Dwyer, and welcome to Alice International's Career Success Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss a very interesting topic, the evolution and future of the U.S. macroeconomy and its impact on the consumer goods industry. For this, it's a pleasure to have Rupert Burgess with us. Rupert is the Senior Director for Digital Marketplaces and New Brands for Georgia Pacific. She's based in the U.S., but is a truly global executive. Originally from India, has education and work experience in Africa, Asia, and Latin America as well. She started her career at India's FMCG company, ITC, and then joined the Boston Consulting Group, after which she had leadership roles in marketing at the Hershey Company before joining Georgia Pacific. Hi, Rupa. Thanks for being here with us today. Thank you very much, Daniel. Thank you for having me. So as as I mentioned before, we're going to be discussing the U.S. macroeconomy. And the U.S. macroeconomy seems to have been registering a strong growth in the last years following the drop that occurred during the last recession around 2007-2008. In your opinion, Rupa, what have been the main key factors for this recovery? Well, uh, the U.S. macroeconomic recovery since the 08-09 recession has been weaker than prior recoveries. But I do agree with you that there has been an improved performance since last year. Now, some of this is due to cyclical recovery of industries such as oil and housing. And uh, U.S. multinationals have, of course, benefited from improved growth overseas. But innovation in the U.S. has played a very important role in this. The tech sector, which in the U.S. is a key driver of innovation, has done extremely well. Mm E-commerce is booming. Another factor is really the optimism about upcoming policy changes, including tax, that could favorably affect U.S. corporate profits. And this has been a key driver of stock market performance. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And you, Rupa, someone that was working in the corporate U.S. of 2007-2008 during the economic crash, at, back in that day, uh, 10 years ago, what behaviors did the consumer have at that time? Well, it's hard to believe it's been 10 years, but um, yes. you know, what I'll say is consumer confidence was extremely high prior to the crash. There was a much greater willingness to spend overboard, you know, across the board. And, and that really translated to high consumption across all sectors. Now, this has really changed in the years since the recession, uh, more for some groups of people than for others, as incomes in the U.S. have become more polarized. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And in this recovering period where not the numbers seem to be going back to where they were, as we said, 10 years ago. How have these behaviors in the consumer changed in retail or in mass retail and fast-moving consumer goods, consumer packaged goods? Yeah, so, you know, consumers, as I said, they're much more cautious than they were prior to 2009, and they're much more value-driven. And in retail, you can see how this translates into strong performance for discount retailers such Mm -hmm. as Dollar General. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, you know, consumers in general are much more comfortable digitally and and a lot more convenience-oriented, which has changed the way they shop. And so the growth in e-commerce retail, as well as digital media channels, is a direct uh, result of these behavior changes. 
And do you think that that's like a purely demographic economical change? Or do you think that the in-store habits have also been affected? I would say both. You know, both, uh, both demographics and in-store habits uh, have changed. You know, demographically, millennials are now in their peak earning years. Uh, they actually drive about 30% of CPG and retail spend today. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, digitally native. They, they are much, much more comfortable online. So they tend to spend more time online and, and shop more online and, and mobile, of course. And that kind of fundamentally alters the consumer across the board, you know, so you see the in-store changes for these consumers because the way they engage in-store changes as a ratio of how they spend all their time. And, uh, you know, as the, as the landscape evolves, you find uh, retailers also adapting. So really, you know, for retailers optimizing the omni-channel experience across all of the multiple touch points of the consumer journey, uh, both mm-hmm. in-store and online, has become really important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and actually this Rupa brings me to the next question, which is that, as we're saying, um, digital seems to be the catchword of this new era. Um, and from your vantage point currently in e-commerce, how do you approach the American consumer of the 21st century? Yeah, you know, um, at a fundamental level, the consumer has, has not changed, you know, Daniel. Consumers still want products and experiences that meet their needs and, you know, delight them at some level. Mm-hmm. So really, you know, the job of understanding the consumer, you know, what, what his or her needs are and figuring out how to fulfill these needs in a way that uh, adds value to them remains the same. And it's as important as ever. Now, what digital technology has done is change the way consumers engage in the buying journey. Um, and so this is a change. Consumers today, you know, they've grown to expect a much higher degree of customization and personalization and 24-7 convenience. All of this has been made possible by data. As I said, you know, a growing portion of the population are digitally native consumers. It's millennials and the people that have come after them. Mm -hmm. So really, in order to find solutions to delight this consumer, this evolved consumer, if you will, it's it's important to have a very deep understanding of how they engage in this new landscape and be able to leverage digital tools to create value for them. Okay. And looking forward, because we've looked at the years that have followed the recovery of the economy, but looking forward to the next 10, 15, 20 years, and beyond. Rupa, what top two, three trends do you foresee for the next decade? You know, for the, the first one, I would say is that e-commerce adoption by consumers will accelerate. It, you know, we're, we've sort of almost reached a tipping point, and I think that trend's going to continue. What that will do is um, it will drive continued innovation in consumer-facing digital tools, for example, artificial intelligence, etc., But also, you know, it'll drive supply chain innovation as companies figure out how to optimize delivery mechanisms and and shipping costs, you know, as as e-commerce really gets to scale, not just for Amazon, but for others as well. The second Mm -hmm. thing that we would expect to see is continued consolidation of brick and mortar retailers. I think there's going to be really a, a reckoning between the strong and the weak. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, the third thing is the disruption of the CPG industry. You know, it's an industry ripe for disruption. It's a large profit pool. And, you know, one would expect to see new entrants much more in tune with the digitally native consumer who are able to disrupt, as we have been seeing with companies such as the Dollar Shave Club. Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. Well, these, I think, are very interesting points. Um, so, Rupa, thanks a lot for sharing your insights with myself and with us and with our listeners. It was a total pleasure, Daniel. Thank you for having me on this podcast. And thanks to all the listeners and look forward to seeing you again in Alice International's Career Success Podcast. Have a great day. 